already have our Halloween viewing uh, planned or at least I do what are you going to watch that day Richard um, 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 you cornered me here very suddenly I didn't know we were rolling <laughs> properly uh, I, I don't know Sarah what will you be doing ah, though <laughs> well I'll be watching the horror movie Brexit oh, how spooky ah, yes Unless it, of course, moves again for the, mm. what, the fourth time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to get too topical on this Film Ireland podcast. Mm. Welcome and hello. Um, but yes, Brexit. Uh, I look forward to the, I was going to say the many films that come out of this. There's already one out, or the yeah. cover, which is quite good, I think, oh, actually. Yeah. It wasn't bad. That's and a mutual friend of ours was like, you should all watch it. And I was like, uh, mm. and actually, it was decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I feel like I want to start talking about the bad parts of it now, but yeah, let's leave that for now. <laughs> you know what? It's, you know, anarchy in the UK, whatever. Mm. Talk about it. Go. What's the, what you hate about it? Tell me. Mm. I didn't, I think it was too sympathetic towards um, our main character. Cumberbatch's Cumberbatch's character. character yes. <laughs> whatever the real man was called. <laughs> yes. Man. They're all Cumberbatch um, now. Yeah, I think it was scenes, Fair. I think it was scenes like the two sides going for a pint. It was just kind of like, I don't care if they get on in real life. Like, I don't give a flying whatever. Like, you know, you've ruined Europe. <laughs> a country. Well, yeah. yes. Uh, also a continent. Yeah. Sure. So, you know. I wouldn't disagree with that. I remember <laughs> thinking during that scene that initially I was very against that scene. I was like, oh, why are you doing this? But then um, the other character who in my head was played by Rory Kinnear. Was it Rory Kinnear? I think so. Okay, yes. it wasn't just someone else that looks similar to him. Uh, but he's very antagonistic towards Cumberbatch and like telling mm. him like people will die and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. this was maybe before the Joe Coxing happened in the narrative, yeah, or after it. But anyway, like oh, okay, good. They're actually like addressing that the both sides thing is kind of a fallacy here. But then I do agree that on, on the whole, it was a bit too mm. easy on him because he was a you know a troubled genius, whatever yeah. guy. And even the end, like his his victory was so hollow because what did he really win? Well, he ruined a country. But yeah, yeah sure, yeah. whatever. Make him feel sympathetic. Um, so... <laughs> on to more. Current yeah. releases. Yes. <laughs> um, what is, yes, Captain Marvel. Ah, yes. Uh, after 11 years and 20-something mm, 20 20, films. 21, 21 films. <laughs> at long last, a female-led mm. superhero film from Marvel. After yes. they got to the ones with the raccoons in the trees as the protagonists, at long last, a female <laughs> from one. Um, I will preface saying, I did, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think its desired audience, i.e., younger more impressionable teenagers and stuff definitely it's good for them it's we'll get into the feminism mm. in it and how maybe simplistic <laughs> it is but because i've seen it twice and both times second time especially there's like a small little gaggle of like teenage girls in front of me mm-hmm. and they were so into it it was kind of adorable mm. like the properly quote-unquote empowering moments they were like making it they were like just like squirming and giggling and little Aww. yelps of joy like good good it's reaching mm-hmm. the correct audience us as cynical jaded 20 somethings <laughs> like oh it's very simplistic this isn't how the gender divide works at all mm. uh, I did thoroughly enjoy it but yes it is perhaps a film that would have benefited coming out 10 years ago 5 mm. years ago yes like post Wonder Woman it feels yes. very like oh this again okay well I mean I liked that the last time that, that's fine but also nah. yeah um, I don't really get into this at all but do you have any thoughts on the Brie Larson press tour controversy oh yeah um Oh, I don't know. She was right. Yes, <laughs> That's all I, have I mean to say, she, was, she yes, was right. Yeah, um, I think I think yes, she deserves to be Captain Marvel if that makes sense. Like she Absolutely. very much, 
you know, is, yeah. I, I think she more than Captain Marvel actually is probably like the <laughs> feminist hero <laughs> that we need. Right, yeah, I can so, go with that. Um, it is nice that both Captain, so her and Chris Evans are both yeah. very political and don't care about being very mm-hmm. political in public. It's nice. Uh, yes, no, I, I definitely think she was in the right. And I think the fact that everyone's getting so annoyed at her being antagonistic about it, mm. she has to be, because what else are you going to do? Just like quieten down and say nothing and not retort to like, all the the nonsense being yeah. thrown Of course she's going to be antagonistic and defensive. More yeah. power to her, I say. There you go. And I suppose we'll probably possibly touch on it later, but uh, Jordan Peele went through something quite similar. Uh, oh, his was even worse. Like, hers was, <laughs> hers was out of context. His was so out of context. Yes. It was nonsense. Yeah. Uh, I suppose Anne doesn't know this. What was exactly what she said? She she wanted to widen yeah the journalistic sort of yeah she basically well, did you say pools that she, she was being stuck into yeah she basically didn't was it that she didn't want to just talk to white yeah male white men. journalists <laughs> and apparently that is heresy it's white genocide Sarah <laughs> yes, as yeah, everything every, everything that slights white men <laughs> is white genocide these days um, yeah because it wasn't even like she was saying I want to like take people off the list that are white men and no, replace them she's like no yeah. no I just want to expand the list so mm-hmm. that it's the current set of journalists and then also some that are like you know women or not white people yeah which is totally fair but of course every journal every article and clickbaity headline and endless youtube videos mm. just how she's the death of marvel she's gonna ruin it and then those hilarious boycotts and mm. the, yeah. the alita thing they showed them yeah it made a billion dollars in two <laughs> weeks and oh oh i'm sure marvel is so salty about your boycotts white straight men mm-hmm. <sighs> But the film, yes. the film's pretty all right. <laughs> it's a breezy, fun time. Yeah, I actually, I th- I found it most, I think I found it most interesting. Okay, I guess, again, I'm talking about the surrounding discourse. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact... It's always the discourse, yes. Sarah. <laughs> it's always easy to um, But the fact that, uh, her, that Captain Marvel's big showdown ends up spoilers I guess I think everyone's probably seen it by now statistically Um, yes billion dollars would say so (laughs) so her showdown against her sort of former Jan Rog yes fun name to say yeah quite like uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg I thought Uh oh Brexit (laughs) yes what is she then Northern Ireland (laughs) I hope so yeah this tiny little factor that's gonna ruin everything (laughs) yeah no it could work Uh, Um, sorry go on but yeah no well well I remember like when watching it um, you know, it looks like the two of them are going to have some sort of, you know, typical kerfuffle. Yes, for kerfuffle. Um, and essentially, um, Jude Law. What's his name? Yon Rog. Yon Rog. Call him Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law. Okay, Jude Law is, is you know squaring up. Come fight or me. Yon as two you have friends. To, <laughs> yeah, you have to you know fight me on my level. Um, for whatever reason, and she then turns around and says. I don't have to do mm-hmm. anything and uh, just like what did she do she just like super punches him super punches like him a mile yeah, <laughs> yeah into into a jail sent into a tiny little pod oh, yeah, jail much, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> um, which at the time I was kind of like oh I'm, I'm glad they didn't do the boring big fight uh, but I didn't think much more of it mm-hmm. but, have, but finding out then that that was apparently like the worst thing in the world that could happen because why didn't she have that big boring normal fight uh, so I mean I, I thought it was so interesting that yeah, it was that, that that the movie is essentially being attacked on on one side yes. at least for being like not generic and stereotypical enough. So that yeah, I mean that was very interesting. I don't know if you thought um, anything around then there. <laughs> I fully agree. Like I was very happy they didn't do the big 
well, they already had the CGI space fight, which was oh yeah, I mean it was nicely yes. brief. Like it looked very good. But also, I'm <laughs> glad it was as short as it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was very happy they just didn't do that. And I fully agree. Like it's sort of the point of her arc is that mm. she doesn't need to fight him in the big special effects punch up because yeah, yeah. Um, it is weird. That's a complaint given that the few negative reviews that the the dude bros are mm. banding about as like proof this is the worst film ever made. Are basically it's a bit too formulaic, like it's too, really? it's just too part of the Marvel. Yeah. It's just another Marvel movie, and like it is, but yeah, yeah, these yeah. are all fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is funny that like they'd be annoyed at that one thing when essentially subverting that one thing is yeah, the, the, the only thing it did in its favor. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that is really interesting. Yeah, um, I will say the de aging CGI phenomenal, incredible. Yeah. Did you, well, you didn't think so. Well, I, like <laughs> I thought he looked very. Uh, like the, yeah, the aging was good, but when he, he moved, he, yeah, his gait yes. is of someone who's older. They should have still double for like any <laughs> any scenes that have. weren't sitting down. Yes, yeah. I fully agree with that much. But, and uh, and I thought Coulson as well was kind of a I he didn't know, need to a be little Kenny Valley. Yeah, <laughs> less money was certainly spent on yes. his face. Even though he looked basically the same, he just had more hair. Like, yeah. Give current Coulson a wig, yes. Clark Gregg a wig, and just like for all the scenes he was in there for, like he didn't need to be there. Yeah, but, uh, uh, good CGI cat though when it was CGI. Yeah. Very good, yeah. Yeah, so I think a sticking point I've definitely seen a few people mention is the the needle drop songs. And I will say, I actually loved all of them, Mm. especially Just a Girl, because Mm. even though every fiber of my critical being wants to hate that sequence, (laughs) because it's so on the nose, it's so tonally weird Mm. and what came before it. I loved it because mm. I wanted basically that exact scene for years with that exact song. Just okay. Yeah, a woman with superpowers was punching love people while that song plays <laughs> and it just be tonally dissonant with the rest of the movie. And it was mm. great. But yeah. I can understand in an objective sense why that was a bad scene and a mm-hmm. bad thing to do. But whatever. I had my fun. Yeah, that's fair. I think, yeah, one of the, the things that did kind of bother me when I was watching it and I couldn't quite figure out why, but it was sort of... I suppose it centred around this, the, the scene where Carol Danvers is sort of she's having one of her empowering moments where Mm -hmm. it's going through the times in her life when she struggled but she got back up and it's literally just a montage of her standing like getting up after she's fallen off her bike and like standing up after she's fallen doing her army training and all this kind of stuff and at the time I was just like "Eh, it sort of seems like a commercial for Gillette or something (laughs) a little bit Um, but yeah but it was sort of later on that I think I kind of hit it hit what my annoyance was and it's that the film is in a sense kind of going like yeah women have had it really hard it's time we fight back but like the reason women have had it hard is because Marvel hasn't given women a movie for nine (laughs) for 11 years and for 21 properties yeah (laughs) so it it seems unfair to be kind of acting as though it's the world against Captain Marvel when it's actually Marvel against Captain Marvel I suppose that's true, I and mean, it does make the the retconning even more incongruous mm. that like the Avengers that we now know are named after her technically, <laughs> and of course she's like the most powerful thing. Well, not the most, but like Thor level powerful, one of the most powerful mm. things. Like, yeah, the retconning does seem like a weird apology that's only backfiring so far. I mean, backfiring amongst the the same people we've been talking about. They're like, oh, it's going to ruin Endgame, yeah. but after twenty odd films, this this character comes out of nowhere and has killed Thanos, whatever. I mean, that won't happen. When has a Marvel film mm. ever had that happen? It'll be fine. Yeah. She'll have some snappy dialogue. She'll always have snappy dialogue. Someone will have a quip. It's the same as the rest of these films, you pigs. Eat your, eat your slaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. I'm looking forward to Endgame a lot, but I'm also like, I don't see mm. how... I mean, it'll probably do something interesting purely because they can now that everyone's yeah. contracts are up, but I don't see it being particularly mind-blowing. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think especially we were I think we were talking about it before, mm. but like they're kind of doing they're doing odd things with them the way they seem to be trying to reintroduce the characters that were dusted in the mm-hmm. the last in um Infinity War. Infinity War, thank you. But because I mean they're, they're trying to shove in characters that very much weren't dusted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it looks like they're kind of like I don't know, are they already trying to retcon stuff to Give us a neat little package. That's what I'm wondering. Like, has the nice uh, Simpsons quote there? <laughs> Intonation correct. <Yes>. Um, <laughs> I feel like announcing the Disney Plus series feels like a spoiler because Yay. obviously there's a Scarlet Witch and ah. Vision one. There's a Bucky and Falcon one. There's a Loki one. Loki especially because he's he wasn't dusted. Yeah. He was just killed. Yeah, so. no, that's it. Eh, um, yeah, I don't know. I... I don't really care that much because again, yeah, I like these movies. Like, I I don't feel emotional investment. Like I didn't cry when the Spider Man got mm. sad and came to dust. Tom Holland's a very good actor. It's a very mm. emotional, good, well done, yeah. good scene. Yeah. But also fine. He has a sequel out in six months. Mm-hmm. Less than that, <laughs> he's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, Captain Marvel. Any other thoughts? Um, I think it was this is a really solid comedy on the whole, and I like the pacing. No, actually, mm. we didn't talk about the twist at all, uh, which I thought was quite well done. Oh yeah, actually. <laughs> one thing that oh here we go yes. <laughs> well, Peyton that... Sarah Rand? come on <laughs> thank you yes I take to the stage um, what did kind of I, well it sort of irked me a bit about the reveal um, should we say what the reveal mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. yeah no, I think we're going sorry we're going full spoilers here this yes like, that the villains aren't the villains yes um, well we kind of spoiled it by saying that Jude Law was the villain earlier <laughs> yeah. on so, so, so were scrolls, you paying attention uh, yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs> The scrolls who in the comics have always basically been villains are the villains here until the halfway point when actually mm. they're not the villains. And I read some reviews that I think quite you might you might you could be able to say the exact same Maybe. thing. Maybe. <laughs> uh, that I think quite reasonably said that because they can't tip their hat to the villains being not the villains, mm. it sort of means the first half of the film has no... De- is yeah. Say? yeah. Well, no one has really any development because everyone's going to hide their personalities and their motivations until that thing happens. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Well, I was going to say specifically that if you mm-hmm. remember, there's a scene where there's a dead body and one of the one of the skrill come along and they do like this weird, like... They, they sort of hover over it, over it in a sort of weird necrophilia type <laughs> I don't pose. remember this. Where was this? <laughs> so who's it? I'm trying to think what character died quite earlier, early on and they had a, an autopsy for. I oh, wish I could remember what character that was. It was the, the Coulson scroll, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, oh, so when like Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn are in the autopsy room and yes. then Ben Mendelsohn's like secretly yeah, doing a whole Ted-touchy thing? Yes. yes. Okay, right. Like, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. weird. That was really, and that was like intentionally yeah. like, this is what an evil person does. So I don't know. Oh, how do you th- think? Yeah. Oh, entirely. Oh, well, I mean, okay. like, look, like it's. I. I don't think you can retcon it in a way to be like, oh, well, that's that's just you know that's just what they do because they obviously everything else they do is very human. Well, okay. If I'm thinking the same bit as you, it's when like he secretly kind of touches the guy's head mm-hmm. and then it says some like, see you in the afterlife for some shit. Whatever yeah. I thought that was nice. I thought it was just like a, that's just their cultural way of instead of doing the whole. You know, at an Irish funeral, it's like they're kind of awkwardly touching the person's hands in the coffin. Like, it's that, but for aliens. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, I mean, what the jury that has? I'm very intrigued j- to hear just that. Just like, just as in, like, this is the kind of weird, icky thing that bad guys do. Like, okay. it was just very much like a sort of quite, like, eerily touching a dead thing. Like, that's, you know. Yeah, I suppose. That's <laughs> like, it definitely didn't. I, I can't ever imagine them representing a hero in that way. If that okay. makes sense. 
I mean, isn't that different to like, you know, when they like close someone's eyes in an action film after they've died? Like, oh, agreed. But I mean, that's a very right. human thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas what they did there was like not at all like a human thing. Fair. I, that, like uh, that was my reading anyway. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess it, I possibly what, what you were uh, talking about earlier, that might be a better way of looking at it either. Just that, mm. yeah, very little uh, character development. Which, I yeah. guess is a problem, but also I think that first hour is snappy enough that it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it so much, but I think their views aren't wrong in saying it. Um, just because you said it now, it's back to that. I'll talk to you <laughs> in a, the bit that actually in that scene that kind of went me going that made me kind of go is when they both check out his junk. And like, oh, what are yeah. you doing? But that was Sam Jackson doing that. I was like, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah, that was bad. Um, <laughs> All right, everyone in that movie is just like. Look, the autopsy scene is just type, a. Yeah, yeah. And my asthma of bad directing choices. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, and I, I do. I did like the twist, um, even though it does make me think they can't really now use the scrolls ever again as villains because mm. it just seems like a weird genociding of refugees that yeah. use my villains. Um, but for, you know, scare quotes, Trump's America, it was a nice twist to have. Mm-hmm. Whereas here's the, inv- like the alien invading force. Oh, no, they're all the refugees and children. Let's not murder them. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, all right. You know, A plus on the attempted feminism and mm. political commentary. Uh, yeah. It wasn't particularly nuanced, but whatever. <laughs> it's a Marvel movie. It's not going to be nuanced. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's probably enough Marvel talk. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Though I will just say the other film, not called Captain Marvel, although he's called oh, Captain yes. Marvel in the comics, Shazam. Also very good. Go watch that too. Hmm. I'll say no more because <laughs> on time limit here, people. Um, Sarah, let us enter yes. the Irish corner oh, yes. on this film Irish podcast. Yeah, that is our name now. <laughs> Grammatically incorrect Fair. and all. Um, but I mean, start us with everyone you want. Okay, yeah. Is this going to be quite a a bleak section? Are all three movies? <laughs> Sarah, Irish <laughs> cinema does not have a, a reputation for being relentlessly bleak. Yes. Yes, probably. Apologies. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose I'll start um, by talking about the Miami Showband Massacre. Which... Oh, real world bleak. It's <laughs> the bleakest of all bleaks. <laughs> That's so mean. Stop. I Can I always say, before you go to this, Every time I see that title, I always think it's like a trashy horror film. It just sounds like a text chainsaw <laughs> massacre. And I'm like, but I know true, it's a real actually. thing that happened and it was really bad and horrible and like yeah. quite low key horrible, not in like a big extravagant. Uh, oh my God, I can't talk today. Any kind of big, crazy way. But just uh, the title is so, what's the word? Like exploitation y sounding? Yeah, or something? It, it does actually, yeah. Uh, like I can imagine yeah. like the 80s or 70s kind of voiceover that's like the Miami show band massacre. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, anyway, real people died, yeah. Sarah, go on. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy that this podcast this podcast now has recording of me saying massacre followed by me like giggling hysterically. <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> 2K19, we're all yeah, yeah, there we go. But uh, yeah, so this is, um, I think it's part of a larger series on music and history documentaries from the remastered series. Hmm. So other ones might be also worth checking out. But yeah, no, this is looking at the Miami show band, which was like the most popular band in Ireland I believe Mm -hmm. and they like traveled north and south throughout the uh, 60s and 70s Um, and in 1975 they were stopped uh, on the border by the Ulster Volunteer Force and three of them were killed by a um, a bomb that was uh, put into their uh, into their bus and I mean it's yeah like it's pretty horrific already obviously Um. The documentary goes into interviews with two of the surviving members. 
There was a third one he's not mentioned there. So just hopefully, I don't know, hopefully his life is okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to know what, what it would have done to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, the documentary sort of, I suppose, as they do, they managed to like twist into even more horrific re- revelations. So there's basically it looks at how it turns out that like this wasn't just a random attack this was carefully coordinated mm. by um possibly british agents and yeah so it's looking at basically how the surviving members and their families have been you know trying to find out the truth for 30 plus years now so yeah it's like obviously very hard going um there's sort of a slightly odd moment in it when Bertie Ahern turns up as a talking head. Oh, <laughs> like contemporary Bertie or just like yes, an old archive but, No, very, oh. yeah, contemporary. So which is it's sort of one of the very few kind of indicators that this is probably made by people who aren't Irish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, and yeah, so I mean, like, it, it, yeah, it's it's sort of a slightly odd odd moment, but in, you know, like it's a very good documentary. The fact mm. that Bertie Ahern is in it should not take it away from you know any. <laughs> True of all you things, have. Irish culture. I feel. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> it. Involvement should not be a blight. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, it's it, it's really really interesting. It's, it's an, it was something that I I sort of only vaguely knew about before, and you know I'm now devastated about. Um, mm. And it's it was interesting because there's also um, another documentary on the show bands from uh, Ardlo Hanlon was uh, uh, or at least he was the leading it I don't know how if he was involved otherwise but he was doing the interview and going around the country um, it's called uh, show bands how Ireland learned to party um, and <laughs> generally an old man title <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and generally it's um, a lot more lighthearted, but it's actually still manages to get in a few horrific details about the Miami Showband massacre that aren't in that documentary. So again, the bleakness yeah. always creeps in. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say other than like it's really good, but really bleak. It's probably the best praise most Irish films yeah. can get. Yes. Um, um, so yeah, do we have anything else? Yes, to I talk saw about? the hole in the ground, which mm-hmm. is a bit less bleak, maybe. All right. Uh, which is Lee Cronin's horror film, so starring the ever excellent Shauna Kerslake. Um, I do feel like maybe Irish horror films, even though I think all the ones in this particular subgenre have been quite good the last few years, maybe we need another subgenre because it's always just okay. Irish houses. parent versus the environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was the one we saw, The Hollow, that was called. The Hollow, yeah. Yeah, there was yeah. The Hollow, there was Without Name, and there was the Bog Vampire one from The Dark, I think that was called. Mm-hmm. And now this. And they're all sort of the same thing thematically of just, it's it's usually a single parent or a lone woman or man just against nature in some way. And as implications of industrialism, uh, the hole in the ground kind of lacking that extra bit, I think. It's sort of just, there is just a massive hole in the ground and it's not really explained. Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it does anything super special. But mm-hmm. then again, I think Good Heart doesn't necessarily need to. Uh, Shauna Kerslake is still as ever excellent. I don't think she can do a bad performance. I will say, having gone from Date for Mad Mary to this in like whatever, two years span, I sort of thought of her as younger than she maybe is. Okay. And like she's playing a single mother in this. It's like... But, like, she's 18, <laughs> right? Like, oh, she's, like, 35. Okay. Huh. Um, so that kind of took some mental adjusting. Um, the kid, James Quinn Markey, 
okay. uh, playing her son is also great. And mm-hmm. I think one thing I respect about the film is that it does a lot of stuff that I think any kid-based horror film tends to avoid. And by that I mean <laughs> sort of like violence towards the child. Like once you know it's a demon, um, I think it's fair game. I think a lot of films shy away from being too explicit with the, oh, yeah, the yeah. child violence, which is fair. Like, you don't want to kill a dog. You don't want to, like, kick a child <laughs> down the screen. Um, but there's a point near the end of this where she, like, drugs it. And, again, spoilers for everything we're talking about. I love that you say drugs uh, it. Drugs it. Well, because it's, <laughs> okay, it's, it's, it's some kind of it's changeling now a demon. Yeah, thing. Okay, I don't know fair, what it is. Don't worry. It's a tree folk. I don't know. Mm. They don't really explain what they are. They're, like... They're underground, sort of faceless, formless things that once... They're actually kind of like scrolls. Once they get okay. you, they can turn into you. Um, so it's sort of like a changing, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so she just like locks it in the basement and she's just like throwing it around the room. Well, it's fighting yeah. back and she's like throwing it around the room and mm-hmm. it has this really unearthly scream, which is very unsettling and like you see it in mirrors. It's just... It, once all that stuff gets going, it's quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a ton to say, but it's like it's mm-hmm. pretty decent. I think, okay, so all of those, let's say four... Mm. what we call Irish environmental horror films it's probably the strongest one um, I think Without Name is good but it's sort of it's much lower budget this one mm-hmm. has like a solid production style to it and there's some really nice there's actually a lot of shining illusions in this like her wallpaper is the shining carpet pattern and mm-hmm. obviously the storyline isn't that different either where it's struggling parent and child who seems to be abused by parent but maybe mm-hmm. one's a demon Um yeah, it's good. Cool. <laughs> I don't know, is it bleak? How does it rank, <laughs> rank on the, the Irish bleakometer? Um, it has a happier ending than most of these films get. Okay. Except in the last shot, you kind of go, oh, oh. All right. <laughs> She's kind of ruined forever mentally now, isn't she? All right. Well, that's that's bleak enough, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end to her like accidentally killing her real child or anything. So it's okay. not that bleak, but there's a sort of looking over your shoulder it follows S oh, kind of okay. end too like, yeah, alright no that's fine mm-hmm. that's sort of acceptably bleak not too bleak yeah. you know? okay <laughs> um, yeah so okay. I suppose yeah from one one type of bleakness to a slightly other type of bleakness mm-hmm. I, I don't know um, <laughs> uh, yeah so I suppose for our third in our uh, Irish corner is um, is Shooting the Mafia which um, so it had uh, has a an Irish producer Neve Fagan it's directed by uh Kim Loganato and uh, it's yeah it's looking at essentially this photojournalist Letizia Battaglia who spent her career taking photos rather than literally shooting um, the Sicilian mafia <laughs> it's playing with terms point yep. <laughs> um, it's kind of like I call it a, okay I call it a documentary because I guess it is but it sort of seems to be trying to also do other stuff as well like I'm not really sure what the focus of the movie is it looks a lot at her photography but it also looks at how her photography influenced Sicily and the history of Sicily and then also her own personal life so there's like so much going on that it kind of seems to be trying to say too much Mm. Um, not like not necessarily a bad thing it's just I didn't really know what to come away from it with in a certain sense and I suppose one way of, of like demonstrating that is that I found out afterwards that um yeah that I mean she took over something like 600,000 photos of like people who had been of, of like murder scenes mm. um and uh, mafia encounters and yeah in the 90s when they were 
finally actually uh, prosecuting mob bosses and stuff. Her f- photos from 30, no, 13, I think, years earlier were like the only um, physical evidence that... That's crazy. That the, yeah, that one of the ex-Italian prime ministers had been working with the mafia. So... How is that even admissible? It was like some random person. I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's sort of like that. I don't know if there was just so much going on that mm. they didn't know what to... Like, or not... Focus that they didn't, on almost, yeah, yeah. But that... But this is like that wasn't mentioned in a movie about, you know. Oh, yeah, sorry, that wasn't mentioned at all. That, yeah, oh, right. so, so it's just kind of like, like a fairly big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like I mean, it's really fascinating what you do learn, but it's sort of like, what am I not learning here? <laughs> I guess. So yeah, no, it's like very, very interesting. Um, it's a subject that I want to learn more about. So glad that it's a mm. like a jumping off point. I very much recommend it, but I'd also say like. It's, it's it's kind of hard to know what to make of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that's about what I have to say about shooting the mafia. Well, from one documentary to another, uh, I oh. saw the. Uh, it did win the Oscar, didn't it? Free Solo. I think so. I'm pretty sure it won well, the Oscars were so long ago. I now. know it was at least a calendar month. <laughs> yeah. Who can really remember these things? Um, it was very good. It was utterly horrifying. Mainly in, I should talk about that Brexit thing, kind of not irrelevant, <laughs> uh, where it, I think at least, it tries to champion this man and his lifestyle, even though I just came away with like abject horror. Okay. And I think I wouldn't have felt as horrified if he hadn't got like a, a loving girlfriend who just seemed real sad that he could die at any second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you seem like a sociopath, dude. I'm not going to lie. Like, you don't come across great in this film. So I suppose to give some sense of context I'm talking about, uh, free soloing refers to the act of rock climbing, like sheer rock face cliffs and stuff with no equipment. Uh, part one was like little bags of chalk that you just rub your hands on for, Oh wow. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Friction, grip. I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Grip. <laughs> grip also works. <laughs> hands do. Yes. Grip's probably the word I need. Uh, thank you. Uh, so it's focused on this main guy whose name I have utterly forgotten. But yeah, so it's him and this one particular mountain that he... It's like one of the most famous ones in the world that no one's ever attempted the free solo. Or if maybe someone hasn't died or mm. hasn't, like, gave halfway up. But, um, Alex Hon- Honnold? Honnold, okay. doesn't sound right. Where is he uh, from? I think he's American. Okay. Uh, El Capitan is the name of the mountain. Mm. Uh, and you see at the start, and it's just this, like, sheer, nearly vertical, several hundred meter tall thing like it's basically a small mountain and throughout the film you see him doing various like roped climbs of it and he falls a few times like breaks his foot and he's doing other Ooh. free climb different countries and it's the bit that i think was the most interesting is when it it cuts to his girlfriend and him and he's telling her he's going to do the free climb of this mountain which of course you watch the film know he has to at some point even though she's like like do you really have to like you really could probably will die he's like yeah <laughs> but if i don't do it am i really living that kind of art uh. like, <laughs> men am i right <laughs> and and then he tries it and he almost immediately quits and i think he just knew that it was a bad vibe you don't want to do it and then it like there's a 10 20 minute chunk of them like 6 months later just living together and like going fridge shopping and it's so domestic and normal and you're kind of like can this just stay as the thing? Because mm. I know this film has to now like, go back to Act 3 at some point where he does the climb. And I hadn't read about it before. I didn't know if he lived or not. So I'm going to spoilers again. Mm-hmm. He did do it and he survived. Mm. Um, and I kind of figured when you get to like the 80 minute mark of a 90 minute film, however long this is, 
and you're seeing a man climbing a mountain and he's nearly at the top and the music is swelling like, he, he can't really just fall and die now can yeah. he <laughs> it would yeah. like a massive rug pull yeah. uh, but the tension like is probable also, okay I feel like that would probably also like you probably couldn't film that right I, I mean, assume he has to or, sign some kind of release that says I guess, yeah. if you're going to like have five drones around me at all times doing this if I die make sure you get a good angle of it yeah unless his girlfriend has final say I don't know like next <laughs> of kin um yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth a watch and probably ideally on a big screen to like experience the full terror of it. But there's just little bits like you see in training and he's basically doing full body pull-ups with just the tips of his fingers. And Whoa. I was like, that must be so painful. <laughs> and also, I just can't imagine having that kind of body strength so specific to one small yeah. part of your body. And like it shows like zoom-ins on... Because the way you have to do free soloing is you basically have to learn the whole route. And he has like a full notebook full of exact... Stro- yeah, because like you can't... There's no there's no real like handhold so you're basically learning mm. where there's like these tiny little smooth bits or these tiny little crevices or you're stuffing like inches of your finger at a time uh. into it and there's like zoom ins and it's only then you realise the sheer size of what he's working with like, how minuscule and how much room for error there is and it's just like, like who needs to do this why yeah. just go home yeah. buy a nice fridge yeah. with your girlfriend um, yeah because I just felt so bad for her because when mm. he finally does go off and she's just sitting there crying goes well it's what he wanted like, Jesus <laughs> Wow. Um, but no, it's pretty good. I do often just question these things about these kind of lunatic egotists yeah. that doesn't need to do stupid shit for, I don't know, self-validation. Like, who am I to judge? But also, what the fuck? Yeah. Because at the end of it, I read about it afterwards and I, I think the end of the movie kind of ends with him kind of going, well, like, I've done the big thing I wanted to do. I guess I'll not do that again. <laughs> and then I read after, he's like, well, he now wants to try and do it the fastest possible. Not like this, okay. the free, like with a rope still, but that's still pretty dangerous. Like, climb it in less than two hours or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, let's go home yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah because one of his friends like does die during the film he's gonna get the call going, oh I remember your mate that does the free song oh he's dead okay. fell off mountain dead wow. <laughs> splat like oh, alright that's sobering you gonna quit now guy no okay uh, yeah so it's pretty good it's deeply distressing though mm. uh, if you're if okay. anyway a thing about heights do not even try <laughs> to watch this uh, I didn't think I did but I may have developed a small one after watching it <laughs> uh, yeah wow. but pretty good I got an Oscar for I don't know. Suicidal <laughs> tendencies. Good, good job there. Uh, Sarah, you have saw what I'm assuming you will hate, have hated, <laughs> a allegedly very bad film. Mm. My filmmaker, everyone thought would be the next something or other. Yeah. The next Carpenter, maybe. I, I'm dying here already to say this about this because I've heard nothing but dreadful, dreadful mm. things. And I, I'm really annoyed I missed it because it's apparently two and a half hours long. It's a long movie, yeah. So it's, it's this month's film. Drag Cross Concrete, then, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> In a different yeah. way. I think, that yeah. got good reviews. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm like deeply sad about that. <laughs> I have to say, I kind of always want to watch it now, yeah. but I probably won't. Well, I don't know. I think that they they shaved something like eight minutes off the the runtime that I saw. Really? Yeah. Um, Interesting. But like, I don't know. It's so long. It's so yeah. And this is yeah. And I'm still anyway, sorry, yes, complaining about dragged about. across concrete. So anyway, yes, uh, under the silver lake. I presume is what you were yes, referring yes, to, <laughs> unless it wasn't. In which case, awkward. Um, yeah. So well, actually, this isn't as long as dragged across concrete, which is really? I suppose merciful. I think yeah, it's under two and a half hours, just about. Yeah. So you know, it's still too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I guess slightly shorter so small mercies maybe um also i'm kind of surprised that this film seemed to get basically no um like or its release was so short 
I feel that's like what's bothering because I've seen a few people in America giving out the fact that it's gone straight to VOD. I assumed it came out there first, mm. but I think we got it first. Yeah, yeah. And then, but even we didn't really get it because we got it. I think the Lighthouse had it exclusively. Lighthouse and oh, Lighthouse. okay, yeah, so yeah. Whatever that cinema chain has had it, like nowhere else had it. Yeah. And even then, it was on for like a week, maybe. Yeah, no, that's um, it. Um, like I was because I, I I saw the preview, so I was actually mm. like, did it actually get released? Because <laughs> I I heard far more about this than I before it was released than afterwards. Well, I heard about it a lot when it first was sort of not announced, like when it was first like uh, what festival did it play at initially? Whatever that was, like yeah. the lead up to that got a lot of press, mm. and then suddenly it came out like oof, yeah, and then no one talked about it, and mm. then I guess they just didn't bother distributing it because they realised it would bomb horribly. Yeah. Because um, I guess they were expecting another It Follows, but mm. then it's not the same genre really at all. No, no. understood about it, and I guess they figured they would not make their money back on this one, so yeah. don't want VOD. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I'm actually, I was disappointed it didn't get more of a release because mm. I, I would be interested to see what people thought. And like, as much as I didn't think it was great, I also, I doubt it's going to be like my worst film of the year by any stretch. Like, it's it's grand. It's not very good. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's got it's got deeply kind of troubling uh, politics. I have heard these things, <laughs> and that's why I'm wondering what you thought yeah. of it because yes, okay. they're very much not to your taste. <laughs> they're good things. Yeah. Um. So I'm supposed to yeah give some context. So it's um Andrew Garfield is like a just kind of waster who, and okay. So this is where the film kind of. This is like one of the places where the film falls down. One sentence in. Yes, I know, caveats, I know, I know. But he, like he, we we learn kind of a little bit in that he believes that like uh, the popular media has secret messages for rich people in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's sort of like that's kind of a starting point for like a screenplay. That's not the end point of a screenplay. Like, I, I, like, I, like so you it need... is here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like I it's pretty much that. like his conspiracy theory is rich people do things that poor people don't know about, which is just sort of like every conspiracy theory ultimately. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's sort of weirdly uns- unspecific okay. in, in a film that has two and a half hours to explore this uns- unspecificity. So, yeah, he, as I said, he's a waster. He lives in L.A. and uh, he kind of like falls in love or just deeply is deeply attracted to his new neighbor uh, who then disappears mysteriously in the night. And the whole movie pretty much becomes about him trying to decipher all these clues, find out where she's gone and what's happened. And it's actually, I found the first half quite fun. It's not really, like, I didn't think it was particularly doing anything that maybe amazing but yeah. it was enjoyable um, like it's got a good film noir thing going on the, the music um, Disaster Piece was the, uh, oh, the, of the, course, the, yeah, the group yeah. like they do a really good job of just making it feel very like there's a lot of fog there's a lot of like kind of spooky you know detective stuff going on I like find that quite fun and I think if the, well I think if the movie had been an hour shorter and if the ending Oof, had a whole been hour to cut out of it. <laughs> okay let's say half an hour um, but uh, yeah no, I mean if the movie hadn't been like as long as it was yeah. if the ending had been less problematic uh, which I guess is kind of a big ask um, <laughs> but like like essentially I thought it was not great but I, I don't I kind of been amused at how like that it just didn't didn't manifest in the end you know like there's there's so many other films that just I prefer not to have 
scene. <laughs> Do you know? Um, um, I guess I have one question: is it's, yes. it's does it have any kind of continuity that it follows in terms of like? I don't think so. Like style or substance or anything. Yeah, like. Because it follows in hindsight. I, I, always, I quite like that film a lot, yeah. but it is sort of vague in what it's actually about. Like It's, it's sort of, kind yeah. of like us, I forget that a little bit. It's sort of intentionally ambiguous towards exactly what the metaphor is yeah. about. It sort of works three or four different ways, which is fine, but mm-hmm. I assume that was a choice what it follows, but now maybe it's just that's how he writes and he can't yeah, really write very well. I mean, well, actually, I suppose I don't know if, if it's that related, but what was pretty good was um, this horror character that does turn up and is okay. not not really explained and I did find genuinely quite terrifying cool alright um, like I think yeah um, that was one thing that I actually would like to have people to have seen essentially it's not it's not a huge part of the movie but it's really good when it happens um, so yeah actually I suppose there is a bit of like there's definitely stuff about people being followed. <laughs> I oh, guess not right, that right. unusual in a detective uh, <laughs> not drama. Not so much, I suppose. No. But uh, yeah, like I mean, there's there's some things going on. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the the, the kind be a great poster code. Just there are some things going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose I was saying as well that. Um, do, uh, do you mind if I like sort of spoil the end? Or you Not pre- really. Okay. Um, I will well, see it, but also. Uh. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that kind of annoys me about the discovery is it's I I guess yeah once or I suppose in a certain sense you can read it certain ways but I think one of the key readings would be that it's looking at like Weinstein's Hollywood and how um how basically these rich men have had so much power over um especially over like young women but you can only sort of that that reading only makes sense if um if David Robert Mitchell doesn't think that women have that much autonomy, okay. <laughs> um, which is just like a re- like pretty disappointing. Mm. Like that was yeah. Like, I mean, that was kind of the main one of the main reasons why I just kind of went. Eh, that's not you know it kind of t- took away from the enjoyment yeah. that I that I did have in the first half of the movie. So yeah, I mean, it's not the worst movie, but it's like I guess after it follows it's yes very disappointing certainly do you think having that kind of reading to it takes away from it follows in hindsight that's a good question um I mean quite possibly ah, interesting uh yeah uh what, what yeah what was I yeah there's actually uh, sorry this is very digressive but maybe you can say it for a second yeah, plenty of time but yeah well um i was listening to um do you watch or do you listen to the bechtel cast at all no i do not it's really cool it's a, it's another podcast so i'm yeah <laughs> go go listen to another podcast <laughs> everyone to one of them no, only this one nothing else <laughs> but uh, yeah like each, each, like they d- basically look at the representation of women in a different podcast in a different cool. movie each week or each podcast and they were looking at uh, rosemary's baby mm-hmm. and i mean they were just kind of obviously pointing pointing out like Polanski's politics and um, uh, Ira Levin who wrote the original novel Mm -hmm. and apparently like Levin was pretty much like nope this isn't about feminism or this isn't you know like this is about church control uh, and the problems behind it and like I guess like it text obviously maybe this is a bit far removed but just like that I think if you know the people behind Rosemary's Baby you can be like oh so they just wanted to like have a powerless woman like that's just what they wanted they just wanted to have things happen to her, you know, rather than yeah. wanted to explore what it's like to be a powerless 
woman in in a patriarchal society. Mm. So I mean, I, I guess, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm just wondering, maybe, maybe, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a similar thing with it follows in some way. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Hmm. It's, yeah, it's a good question though. Disappointing. Interesting. Yeah. Disappointing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because all I know about the film, I didn't watch the trailer for it, because I kind of wanted to go in blank and then I just mm. missed it, so whatever. Uh, okay. uh, so I've seen that one gif of Andrew Garfield, like, really sleazily running between two trees, and everyone okay. just saying his character is a total asshole and is the worst kind of white man protagonist. And I'm like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Rear Window, but worse somehow. Yeah, no, it, yeah, actually, that was one thing, like, that there is, it's kind of like they do invoke Rear Window, but mm. it sort of seems more like they're just like... How do we get Pooping Tom character in there? Yeah, I think you supposed to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, that's it. And actually, I really liked Andrew Garfield in it. Like, mm-hmm. I think he actually, I think he's a lot nicer than his character should be, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was actually one of the reasons I kind of enjoyed what I did. Um, which is, yeah, I, like, I mean, I guess it's a shame that um, there are, like, good performances and stuff that mm. probably much, much better performances than the movie they were in, so... You know, or or terrible because his character should be dislikable. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I just, <laughs> he's kind of recently, like with that, the Joker trailer, for example, like this idea mm. of, oh, yeah. can you in this day and age really do a film where the protagonist is a terrible person who shouldn't be valorized and yet inevitably will be by the yes. wrong audience? Like it's the vital thing. Phantom Thread. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else loves Feel that film, sir. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, that's... no, yeah, fan tragedy, yeah, but I think Fight Club's always like the, no, the Fight example yeah, of these yeah, things. Yeah, Joker will be another one of those of, oh, look, another like white man that was mm. sort of downtrodden by the world and now he's murdering people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, mm. Yep. That's a good question. <laughs> From one tortured white man, another tortured white oh, man. Yes. I saw the the new Van Gogh, and yes, I refuse to say his real pronunciation, which is like, well, Van Gogh, I think is the correct oh, pronunciation. Yeah. But I'm not going to say Paris instead of Paris. So I'm mm. saying Van Gogh uh, at Eternity's Gate, starring Willem Dafoe, which he was mm. Oscar nominated for. He did not win, I don't believe. Um, now, a bit of a rant about this one because it's a film I very much respect what they were going for. I fully get what they were trying to do. I just utterly hate it. Mm. <laughs> um, I saw it actually with a former host of these lands, Jonathan. And he knows his Van Gogh history oh, a lot yes. more. And he really okay. enjoyed it. Hmm. And it was interesting talking with him on the way home because we were just both at opposite ends about it. And because the film, it's kind of <laughs> like the civil war of painting movies mm-hmm. in that there's also music coming in really loudly in this yeah, building. It's strange. If you can hear that podcast, people, we apologize. It's not us. Or it's a bonus, you yes. know, thing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's going to make that joke from the Simpsons. I found the line now. The one, remember the the fart noises of Mr. Brown on the radio? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the noises you're hearing on the phone. Sorry. Mango. Um, so, yeah. To back my Civil War comparison, uh, I feel like if you watch Civil War, have not watched previous Marvel movies, you'd be a bit lost. Okay. This is that, but oh, for right. like real life painter biographies. <laughs> if you don't know Van Gogh's life really well, it's a very confusing film. Okay. Because it does a lot of things which I just, being used to these kind of films, kind of guessed what was happening, but wasn't really clear on. So one thing is that uh, I know Van Gogh had some kind of eye problem in real life, and he had something to do with the color yellow where he saw it too intensely, so... Yellows are very harshly in the colour grade. And Mm. also a lot of shots in the first person, 
the bottom half of the frame is blurred, like a cataract mm-hmm. or something. And like, wow. yeah, okay, if you, you know, if you know that going in, cool. I suppose it's an engineer okay. doing it, but it just sort of seems like noxious most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's the actual life events that are meant to be like very formative for him. And there's one that I just I couldn't stop laughing at where he's he's just painting a field and like a bunch of school children go by with their teacher and they kind of go oh look teacher it's a paint let's go let's go harass this man basically <laughs> <laughs> all these kids are running around like asking uh. questions like slapping his painter and stuff and then he like correctly kind of loses it and like shouts at the child and then the teacher's like I forget what she says but she's just like admonishing him for no obvious reasons calling him like a bum and a waste of space it's, wow. it's really funny it's wow. before. I just found him <laughs> delightful um, but it just comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. it, it feels like such like a subjective view of someone's life devoid of contact and then everybody's walking home drunk and there's just kids throwing stones at him for no reason wow and then he's like he's chasing them the road and then some man like grabs him and stops him hassling those kids again it's like what happened like you never see the setup for these situations you just get the like the payoff wow. of him being his life just looking like this series of highly contrived situations oh, of him okay, being yeah. the streets and again talking to John he's like no 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 these are all like recurring things in his life and he was he was like hated around the town and stuff but there is context the film yeah, doesn't give you. Okay. So if you knew it, obviously it's fine. But it, the film does not hold your hand. Mm. And um, the director, even I think, again, I told it by Jonathan, cinematographer too. They were trying to um, distance themselves from that mm-hmm. Loving Vincent film a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, the animated yeah. One. Um, and they were going for something much more gritty, I suppose you'd say. And there's a okay. bit on the start where I was like, I'm almost debating walking out right now. Where he gets like a little shack and he puts his shoes on the ground and starts painting his shoes. Grand, that's a fine setup for a scene. It's about 10 minutes long and it has the most amount of camera movement I've ever seen in my life for a shot of shoes. It's it goes down into the ground. The camera's like a Dutch angle. It's all handheld. Ooh. Single shot. And the camera's like moving, like going upside down, like going in and out of the shoes. It's like, what? You, please hold the camera still, or I have to leave. This is just nonsense. Oh. I'm not even sure what I was trying to symbolize how intense he viewed mm. shoes before painting. I yeah. don't know. Um, that sounds kind of familiar to Brexit. To uh, <laughs> d- did you see? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just like you know. Reminding people when when I'm bringing in their yeah, no, current no, theme. But did you see that interview with Theresa May where the camera just keeps moving? No. Just yeah, there's some like recent thing, and and I think they're trying. They were saying people are thinking that like she wants to make seem more relatable, so it's like the camera's like kind what? of not steady. Yeah, I, I don't know much more. Is than she that. moving or is like sitting down? She's or? sitting down, but the camera is just kind of like wobbling a little bit, and like it's 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 strange. That's bizarre. I did not see that. No. Um, but anyway, I sorry I. Totally interrupted no, your. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it to the point that it does become quite funny. Like, I found it quite funny, even mm. though it's meant to be this very depressing okay. thing. And <laughs> there are quite affecting moments, and like Defoe is obviously a phenomenal good actor, so he does like the tortured artist thing very well. Mm. And it, but then you get to the bit where Matt Mickelson shows up and he's just playing Hannibal again. You're like, oh god damn! Is he Gauguin or no? He's a random priest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's actually basically Hannibal because he's he's a priest in the mental asylum that Van Gogh is in. Okay. And he has to decide if Van Gogh is like psychologically sound enough to leave or not. But he kind of plays it just like Hannibal. Oh, he's right. just seemingly I'm also going torturing to him. You. Well, not even so much that, but just. Do you watch Hannibal at all? No, sorry, okay. I've always so, been scared away. <laughs> it's not scary. It's just, weird but uh, like the way <laughs> Hannibal tortures Will in that show where he's just 
he's seeming like a friendly face uh, to talk okay. to, but he's actually just like psychologically manipulating oh. him, like fucking with him. <laughs> he just does that to Van Gogh for no obvious reason. He's like, look at this painting. Is this a painting uh, of a man or like a, ma- a serial killer? And Van Gogh's like, it's just some <laughs> birds. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's such a weird scene. And That's then, amazing. Uh, and that's like the only scene he's in. And then also Matthew Mallard shows up for a bit. So it's almost all the Craig Bond villains in one movie. Oh. <laughs> um, it's bizarre. And then at the end, his death is so unceremonious. And I always thought Van Gogh killed himself. I'd always heard he killed himself. This film goes at what I'm told was a controversial theory that mm. he was randomly murdered by some local lads who then like hid the gun yeah. and all the stuff. And no one really knows for sure if Van Gogh did kill himself. There's no real evidence either way. It's a big vague thing. But again, you're watching the film. He's just painting in a field. And then suddenly two lads run in, pass him, and then shoot him. Run away. Who Whoa. are the boss? <laughs> just... Oh my god. It's like you're watching the sequel to a film that already exists, okay. where the first film, this was like a minor character, and now you're seeing his version of it. <laughs> oh, of course, that's why this happened. But you're missing the first film. Wow. Um, so I hope I don't come across like a philistine, someone who actually knows Van Gogh <laughs> and watched the film and loved it. I don't think it's necessarily a bad film. I just think everything it was doing was so against my sensibilities, and I just, I couldn't enjoy because I didn't understand what mm, was happening. Okay. Uh there's also just the last thing I'll say <laughs> there's these bits where it's him in a field and the music's swelling and then you're like him getting inspiration but it's just these handheld shots which um, <laughs> just you know Jonathan's line I'm sorry you're, I'm, I'm associating with this if you're listening Jonathan he said it was like someone attached the camera to his like swinging dick and that's the <laughs> angle you get where it's just like a shot of his legs <laughs> and it's like swinging as he runs and it's a bizarre oh angle to go with that's I amazing. don't know. Like, is it implying he just ran into a field looking straight down the whole time? <laughs> Why didn't he trip? That seems very scary. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. At Eternity's Gate is a, an interesting film, mm. which I wouldn't recommend mm. to most people, but it's something. <laughs> that that kind of reminds me. Actually, I saw that movie, The Man Who Invented Christmas, the Charles Dickens. Oh yes, movie. Yeah, yeah. And that like. Like Dan Stevens, I like him. Yeah. Um. It's just it's slight like. <laughs> It's it's not exactly. It doesn't sound entirely like you're as what French you were, as this yeah. one. Did. I think this is no, French exactly. People. But no, the, the odd thing is that that movie. It's sort of really. <laughs> a lot of it is is vignettes of like how uh, Dickens got his inspiration mm. for stuff. So there's just like scenes where like he's walking down the like streets, you know, at Christmas time, and like there's an there's a woman being like beaten by her husband, or like an orphan, you know, being kicked out of a house or something, mm. and he's like. Yes, of course. And it's like, are you going to go and help them? No, you're going to go and write something. Okay, you're going to go and profit on their lives. Cool. So the tortured male artist there. It was always yes. Yeah. So not not to say that it sounds like Van Gogh was um was 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 um benefiting off other people's lives, but just that thing of like, ah, yes, we're going to do that thing that mm. you know reminds us of that thing that he did. Yeah, but no, in a better way. Do that it is just a much bleaker. Because like, Oscar Isaac's in it too, as he's yeah. what's what's who, who did you ask who it was a minute ago? Oh, Gogan. Yeah, I think he's Gogan. Okay. Um, I think he's one of his painterly friends. Mm. Uh, and his stuff's quite good, but then it's also I don't know. Van Gogh just comes out like a really weird guy. He just seems like someone that was deeply socially awkward, which is fine. Mm. But just the way. I think it's probably Willem Dafoe's fault because I found Willem Dafoe innately hilarious. Okay. Uh, as a presence in any film, <laughs> yeah, he fair. makes me smile. Because he has such a big, weird demon face that he just has to like, try and act naturally with. Yeah. How does he do it? 
<laughs> Look at that face. Um, so just seeing him like screaming upset that his friend is <laughs> going home. Like, oh, no, poor demon Willem lost his friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. I can't help it. Um, yeah, so that's that film. <laughs> he should have got the Oscar, probably. Whatever. Yeah. The Oscar Isaac. No, the Oscar Oscar. <laughs> uh, so I think unless you want to have anything else to talk about, we can um, go to the final topic for yeah, the evening. Yeah, I think we should because well, like the I'm very excited about this. Hey, um, that's good. Yeah, so last but not least, yeah. Us, which I actually had meant to see twice before doing uh-huh. this, but I saw it once. Okay. Um I suppose to give the most cursory. Well, we're gonna spoil it anyway. I suppose, mm. but the setup, at least, is just that Lupita Nyong'o is Madeline Adelaide. Adelaide, yes, Adelaide, Adelaide Wilson. <laughs> I was like, is it Ma- Adelaide? <laughs> no, Adelaide, right? Um, who had a traumatic event as a child in a house of mirrors. Mm. As an adult, goes back to the same place with her family. Suddenly, a second family of doppelgangers shows up. A home invasion film starts. 50 mm. resolves itself and the name much weirder film starts mm. and we'll get into that yes. uh, yeah I loved it mm. I think I prefer it to Get Out ooh interesting just because I really like Get Out uh, mm. I think Get Out has a nice solid uh, thing it's going for it has like mm. one clear meaning and theme and it does that and does it very well and it's a fun film it's kind of funny mm. I thought this was much funnier Mm. I thought the concepts were much weirder mm-hmm. and what horror bits were horror-esque I thought were more horrifying. Mm. Um, I also think Get Out hasn't got as as much like rewatch value for me because like, I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I know everything that happens on the first mm-hmm. viewing. I've watched it like since. It's still good. This one I feel like I could watch a few times and still mm. not really be sure what exactly it's about which I like. I prefer yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do agree with anyone that kind of says they are annoyed that there's no clear reading of this one and that and this now, I think this is by design. He's said as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's by design that there's no one clear symbolism or mm-hmm. metaphor. Like it's sort of a few different things that can be intentionally read like three or different ways. I yeah. like that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but I can understand the frustration. I know upon a first viewing, I came out kind of going, I think I like that, but also, what did any of that? Yeah, mean? yeah. Read some stuff. Ah, yes, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Really loved it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I have seen it twice. Good. So um, yeah, the first time I saw it, I really liked it, and I went, yeah, I think Get Out might be still a cleverer film. Probably. Uh, but no, I then watched it again and went, no, I think it's, I think it's better. Like I think it is. Um, I I'm, I don't even know if it's fair to say it's a cleverer film, but yeah, mm. I think it has. Yeah, they're both more, so great. Like, they're both, seen their yeah, great. no, they're both like super amazing mm-hmm. um but no i i yeah i think you're right like there's so much rewatch value like i mean in particular watching um uh watching us the second time like the first time you know it was a horror but the second time it was a tragedy yeah okay so like i i don't know what it would be on a third time i hope it, maybe it'll be the same but i i do have a feeling it will it will change um as i understand it more um i'm assuming I, on the second watch the that last minute twist seems a lot more sensible yeah that threw me first like yeah. huh yeah that seems a yeah. bit cheap but then I was reading things like oh yeah there's actually a lot of setup for that I suppose mm. um, yeah so do you think that I suppose to spoiler for those who haven't seen it um, at the end it turns out that Adelaide is she's the original mm. no she's not the original sorry she's the tethered mm-hmm. which is the doppelganger people that live below our sewers or whatever mm. the fuck that was about <laughs> um, and she has been the whole time and then 
it's sort of unclear if she repressed it intentionally and like she knew oh, the whole time and yeah, was yeah. faking it, not, yeah. not faking it, but like pretending, or she just triggered the memories at the end and just got yeah. it all. I thought the second one was what happened. Okay. It seemed like killing um, Red triggered it, and that's oh, why okay. she suddenly had the flashback in the car or the ambulance at the end. That's what I thought was happening, but. Yeah. I've heard people say, no, no, like, the reason she's anxious to go back in the first place because she knows mm-hmm. that's where she's from and she doesn't want to go back. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. a good point. I think, like, yeah, I mean, uh, I think this film is, like, ripe to be read both mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that's, that's a really interesting point because I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, no, there's, like, it was really interesting. What I found the second time around was when the doppelganger daughter dies mm. and she does die in kind of a comical scene. How does she die again? Uh, she jumps up on their car oh, yes, and then is like flung the trees, through the yes. forest. Yeah. Um, but actually watching that the second time I was actually crying because I was like holy oh. shit this is actually her daughter dying. Um, what is it though? Because Well, I, well I, I kind of read it as at least if it's not her daughter she recognises that it would be her daughter if yes. not for okay, what right. she did. Do you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, the second time around, the tie to the sort of doppelganger children became a lot clearer to me. Um, and that, like, that to me was, made it so much more effective. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, obviously, you, yeah, that's another thing that could be read two ways. Like, should that doppelganger daughter be hers or would it never be born? Or, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought it's, of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very confusing and I think that's, I think it's better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's challenging. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. I'm still not sure I fully understand the Hands Across America thing. Like, the best reasoning I've heard of it is that that was the last thing she saw yeah, before yeah, she went yeah. down there and she would have assumed, I guess, that it worked in the real world mm-hmm. and, like, solved homelessness, whereas obviously it didn't. It was a horrible failure in the real mm. world. And that she would have known that. That's why she did it. Um, which is fine. But it seems like too big of a set piece to hang that one little small thing on. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the, the sort of film studies essay writing part of my brain is like, well, it's a giant red line across America. Oh, mm. Something of a yeah. you know, conservative <laughs> division of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure either. Yeah, it's... Because, mm, I mean... the. What I, what I was trying to figure out was, like, there's a lot of things about, like, spiders and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was, like, I guess it's not even a spider. It's loads of people together, loads yeah. of limbs. I don't know. Um, yeah, it is it's kind of, that is definitely still a thinker. Um, but it's actually, what I really like about both movies, and which I don't think I liked at first, mm. was that kind of, like, ineffable, like, there is some sort of, higher diet uh, like higher being or some sort of knowledge that we don't have and um, that the film kind of hinges on oh yeah the kind of like sci-fi elements there, sort yeah, of yeah. above our possible technology yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, it yeah. and like possibly a god in us or at least you know Do like you well I mean as an um, Red does talk about there being a god so I don't know whether she meant that ma- metaphorically or literally Christian god or the detethered version of the Christian yeah, god yeah like I, I, I don't know but it is one of the yeah, things she yeah. talks about in, in her story mm. uh, and obviously there is some sort of yeah higher technology magic that we don't currently understand 
if there's one thing I didn't like, it is the explanation <laughs> purely because I understood. I understand why he felt the need to explain it as much as he did. Mm. Even though he said in interviews, like he has a whole mechanism worked out, like a much more mm. detailed version explanation that he won't ever say out loud. Okay. For his own sake. Um, I could have done with less personally. I think uh-huh. once I started explaining it, I was like, all right, I get the gist of this, but I understand like for a general audience, you need a bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once I started showing like the actual... You remember they they re they reshow the funfair opening yeah, yeah, from the yeah. downstairs perspective. Yeah. It looks really silly and just ridiculously yeah. contrived. <laughs> I didn't need to see like the one to one recreation because like I got I got the idea. Okay. You're talking about. That just felt mm-hmm. like too like either you need to explain it really well or not at all. And they kind of went to the middle ground. I was like nah. mm. now I just have more questions and answers okay. about it. But I it didn't like detract overall. Sure, but it was, like, sure, a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because because like I will like as I said like I. Originally, I was like, I don't really like that there's this thing that is just like, oh, we can't know it. But I think actually, I think that's the best part of the mm, movies. Okay. Like, yeah. I think it's uh, just that, I guess, Lovecraftian thing, because I guess he does yes. find Lovecraft interesting. Um, but just and I think I mean, not, not to not to sort of yeah go to um, yeah, academic essay ish. <laughs> but I think that like that thing might just be like racism to a certain as in I think it might just be the fact that like we as white audiences can't understand what what like what a black experience is Mm, like mm -hmm. and I think that generally white um, mainstream movies don't understand what racism is and I think Call concrete, yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe that might be at least some way of exploring the thing that is missing from mainstream film so I don't know uh, yeah did you watch that documentary Horror Noir? No. The Ooh, one that he Jordan Peele's like he's interviewed at one point and he's talking about the oh. the uh what's it called in Get Out the The Hidden The Sunken Place? The Sunken Place, that's it, yes. That the way that's shot where it's sort of like it's POV of him going backwards and like you kinda of see like the frame of the mm-hmm. the image where she's near the side of it. That that was meant to look like he said at least partially like a black person's view of a cinema screen so it's like oh. all you see on screen is a white person like you never see yourself represented I'm like that's kind of cool so yeah. I think you could be on something like okay. th- that level of kind of esoteric knowledge isn't outside of the wheelhouse so okay, I think that's cool. very possible <laughs> um, but as a good documentary you haven't watched that cool yeah no, that, that sounds that. really good I actually hadn't heard about it so yeah. I, I will watch it now what do you find actually I, I, I sort of stayed away from Jordan Peele's interpretation like not mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just kind of feel like not that I don't want to know it, but I just kind it's of so is it because that's kind of the the default one. Then you have to work. Yeah, out, I yeah. guess maybe. Uh, like, uh, and I think he's been pretty vague about it. Though. Okay, and we, okay. Well, that's that's uh, like, uh, and I must, must should also say like I don't in any way think that he shouldn't mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. his opinions, and he shouldn't like obviously he should share them. But I think yeah, I think maybe it's like maybe that I want to explore other things before I find out what his one is. Yeah, what the quote unquote real answer. Yeah, is, what yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I think the only thing I definitely saw him say. I think he said that it is meant to be Adelaide having entirely repressed who she was until the last okay. second when she because when she kills Red she, she kind of does that laugh yeah, and the other yeah, one is yeah. to scream okay. and that was her memory kind of triggering okay. um, that's the only thing is I can remember hearing him say for mm. sure okay. but that's even then like, he goes to read it every way mm. um, what were you asking? <laughs> um, ooh, was I asking something? I can't remember now uh, I, oh I think I was maybe asking did you look into his theories or not? oh <laughs> no sorry I didn't um <laughs> Or did I? I don't think I did. I think it's a lot. I thought that one for sure. sure. Um, I do quite like 
people's guess as to the costumes and the reason for them. Oh, yeah. You heard this one? That, like, because the last thing she wore was the Thriller t-shirt. Uh-huh. And so the red jumpsuits are through, and the one glove even is Michael Jackson. Like, that's okay. kind of silly, but I really like huh. it. Okay, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And of There's... course, everyone's like, what are the scissors for? Well, they're called a tether, so they're cutting themselves, <laughs> obviously. Mm. Jeez, that's a very simple one. Mm. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I kind of read them myself. Read them, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, I guess there's no, obviously, I, I presume that people have said other stuff like that it might be um, from a, a like mental institution mm, mm. or or even just like Republican red, as you said. Um, but I think it's interesting as well that um, Adelaide is wearing white throughout it and then it gets more bloody. Uh, yeah. So there's I love it. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Becoming the same. Mm-hmm. Um, deep, deep. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, yeah, one thing that I, I didn't really catch the first time that I loved on the sec- on my second time around. So I don't know if you noticed like how much movement um is like integral to, to sort of the, the movie, I guess. Um just I mean like stuff like obviously like how red moves is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that weird kind of like her back stays straight, yeah. but her legs just move real yeah. fast. And like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I mean, like, and there's so much, obviously there are so much like incredible movement going on. But even like, because um, I know one thing I have heard, uh, I think, again, actually, did I hear it? Or did I assume I hear I heard it? Um, uh, Jordan Peele talking about how sort of looking at the, the difference between wealthy black experience and the poor black experience mm-hmm. in, in America and how, how you have so much opportunity and um, I guess movement, opportunity to move. And like throughout throughout the film, um, Adelaide's kids are like always running around and they're they're just like never doing what she tells them to do. Yes. There's just the sense of like everyone is always moving um, and then compare that to the Red kids who are really obedient. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So um, there's just like it was something that didn't strike me at all the first time, and the mm. second time I was like, holy shit! Like the choreography in the movie is just amazing. That's true. Yeah, that last kind of fight scene is. Yeah. I mean, immediately the score does so much in that scene for me. Yeah, but it was really good. Um, I also because I intentionally didn't watch the trailer for this before I saw it, and mm. I didn't. I don't. I'm not sure if the trailer even spoils it, but I didn't know that it would open up into like a bigger, like. Not where the country-ending event. I assumed it was like one contained uh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. thing, but then yeah. suddenly, like you're halfway through, and they've already killed most of them, and there's a whole second family involved. Like, oh no, yeah. it's the entire country. Yeah, yeah. That was a sort of surprising escalation of scale, mm, I guess. Definitely, um, yeah. Which I'm not even sure if I fully like or don't like because mm. I, I think it maybe would have made more sense, you know, in <laughs> quotation marks. If it was just confined to like one state or one city, like the yeah. fact that it is a country wide thing, like, oh, Jesus, what? I guess <laughs> the logistics is mind boggling. Yeah, do, actually, does the do, does does is it something on the news? Do they say it's it's country wide? I think you just assume it because there's that opening text of the star saying there's tunnels everywhere, yeah. and then also the yeah, last yeah, shot yeah. is no, showing like a pretty long. It, it is very long. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not actually specified. Although I think yeah, the news stories. I forget what cities they say they're in, but mm. they do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're, I don't know. Um, mm. But yeah, no, uh, really, really good. Mm. Do you think um, Lupita will get Tony Clouded this year? Yeah. For the Oscars? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, she definitely, oh, she deserves to be recognised She does, for so one of her much. two roles yeah, in this, yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's it, yeah. Which one will get the, the Oscar <laughs> nomination? Um, yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, it's not, I, I, I never know what these, like, it's not out too early to be, like, I, I'm, I know so. he can be nominated at any time, but mm. I just wonder, like, will it be forgotten by the time? Or ignored because it's... 
It depends on the, the actual like, street. Yeah, the street <laughs> I think the fact that it's Jordan Peele, okay. uh, they'll probably remember it around mm-hmm. the Oscar time. But I know they also just hate nominating horror films. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. And I think mm-hmm. Get Out was it was a horror film, but also it had enough sort of just basic drama and satire elements yeah. that it could be. It could be shooed away as not a horror. It, mm-hmm. was, it was a satire. It was a comedy, according to Golden Globe. <laughs> um, whereas this one, I think, is much more outright horror. And mm. It it's yeah. self-identifies more as a straight horror film. So maybe it might not mm. fare as well. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. One thing, I don't know if you had come across any of this at all that I do think is worth like, just highlighting, at least, is that like some people have kind of pointed out that actually the movement of what I was praising mm-hmm. a minute ago, some people have kind of pointed out that it's, that that actually the representation of um the the other group the the red group that it like might have be kind of slightly problematic. Oh yes. Um yeah, in that some people are saying, well, there are people who do move in unusual ways and they do have trouble speaking yeah. or they might speak in, you know, the unusual patterns or whatever. So um, you know, just that some people are kind of pointing out that it's maybe it's or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's possibly not, yeah, dealing with things like physical disability in the best way. That's completely fair. Mm, um yeah, I yeah. think horror as a genre has that problem. Yes. That yeah. It, it's hard to have a human monster even the word monster is kind of dodgy there. Mm. Um that shows in any way a deviation from you know the quote-unquote norm and mm. it not be perceived as some kind of slight against like physically able people or something yeah no that's entirely fair i think as a thing to mm-hmm. complain about i'm not really sure there's an answer how to solve that problem it's just mm. it's the same with every like villain in any kind of film back in the day always had like a visit like visual deficiency yeah, or, like, a, yeah. a limp or a scar or a missing hand or something yeah mm-hmm. like it's yeah it's, it's sort of villainizing people but abnormalities but uh, yeah I mean I suppose I suppose hopefully as I suppose as things have kind of gotten more progressive in other ways like maybe we'll have you know more directors or actors um, in horror that will that you know perhaps have physical disabilities or mm-hmm. you know uh, people who are more aware and, and are uh, able to like deal with them in yeah. the, the respectful manner they should be um, I mean I I think I could imagine that that Jordan Peele if he was learning about this I can only imagine he would be he would attempt sure. to address yeah. it and um, you know so I mean I, I guess I hope that things can go forward so I don't know I mean I guess I just kind of felt like I love this movie I think it's going to be probably my movie of the year but you know also want to early call <laughs> yeah I know it is early call we'll see Um, but yeah no I, I guess I just wanted to point out that like even amazing movies can like not be entirely Aimless oh, yeah. or something, and I think that's the problem with the online. Um, those dude bro guys again that, <laughs> so much, that everything has to be like a binary either it's good or bad. Yeah, whereas I yeah, think yeah. any of us galaxy brain people know that <laughs> you can love something and still think it's terrible, <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> and still find it highly problematic. Yeah, um, yeah, no, for sure. I agree with you. Um, yeah, hmm. yeah. Do you th- I guess the one other thing I was wondering about it about mm-hmm. us is do you think is there any scope for a sequel? <laughs> Well, he has kind of said that it's possible, like he hasn't decided firmly mm. yet, that there are more stories to tell in that universe and mm. that even like Get Out could be the same. It could all yeah, be the one thing. Because yeah, right? yeah. again, like that you're saying, like it does have that linking sort of nebulous godlike side mm. element in each one. So I would kind of like a little Jordan Peele verse. That could be kind mm. of cool. That could um, be great. Yeah, yeah. It does feel like it ends on such a weird note that I both do want a sequel and don't. Like yeah, I'm not sure yeah, what you yeah. do with a story set post yeah. whatever you call it, <laughs> an event. 
the uprising or whatever. Um, like, would it be as interesting as the story we got we got in that film? But also, do you just do that again from their point of view? Like, these are like mm. a different family's version of the same yeah, events. I don't yeah. know. But you couldn't really, because Red is unique in that she's not yeah, actually one of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even though actually, that's a thing that if you do take the reading as being yeah. about racism or poverty, the fact that the uprising only happened because one of the quote unquote that's non, a good the, point. Yeah, that one that immediately is like, ooh, doesn't that kind of diminish the whole point of it being like some kind of proletariat uprising yeah. if the only reason they rose because one of the non-proletariat got trapped down there? I went, no, yeah. fuck this. That's a good point. I'm living this way. Um, yeah, I suppose actually that potentially could be a good way to kind of address that in a sequel is to have her not be the only one or well, she's dead now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's know. that you're yeah you're right that's um that's not brilliant <laughs> no, i still need to away from it because you don't have to read the film that way <laughs> could we yeah. get something else that isn't affected by a class divide yeah i suppose um, it's, it's nice <laughs> to have a savior that is not white <laughs> that's true uh again everything's problematic on some level so it's, yes it's at least one box unticked so. there we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess that'll probably do it. Anything yeah. you're looking forward to coming out in the next few months? Yeah, I'm let's to say the next two or three months just yeah. for ourselves because we'll be back um, again. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we have to watch Endgame. Oh, we do have to. <laughs> All three goddamn hours of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Like I will say, I'll be curious Endgame because I'm I fully respect them marketing it so little, not mm. so little, but like not showing anything. Like, that never happens anymore, yeah, movies. Fair. I'm looking yeah. forward to see what footage my eyes have not already yeah. ruined the trailers. And is it going to be three hours? Yes. Oh, God. Three hours and two minutes, okay. like that. I'm not sure that's including tra- credits or not, though. Yeah. Even if it is, it yeah. isn't. That's to like two hours fifty. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, well. Long. I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, John Wick 3 as well. Oh, yes. Like, I, did, I really didn't particularly enjoy two, 2, but I feel like 3 might actually go batshit insane again. Whereas I, th- I think two was just like trying to bring in storyline too much. If they mm. went back to just being like, yes, loads of murder, simple revenge story. Yeah, yeah. I, I would enjoy that. So I, I, I think it go from the trailers. I think it go, could go either way. There's too much Halle Berry in there for it to not oh. be at least somewhat narrative heavy. Yeah. I think. But I mean, I don't mind that. I mean, everyone always says the world building is the best thing in those films, and I agree-ish. I quite. I think I probably prefer two just because mm. one. Even with the presence of Dear Willem, uh, <laughs> one just felt a bit slower to my mind. Where okay. I kind of preferred the the sort of weird aesthetics of two and the fact that I kept playing classical music over action scenes. Like, yeah, this feels stupid. I don't like this. <laughs> um, but yes, three does look ridiculous. The horse mm. chases, the the Halle Berry dog attacks. Yeah. Um, so pointed out though that technically all three of those films have taken place over the course of like a week <laughs> and that's kind of wow. insane to think of because yeah because one is like yeah. straight after two straight after one and three is seemingly straight after two so that's a tough two weeks for yeah for John wow. <laughs> um, but yeah hopefully they end it in a decent way and mm. they don't make more of them yeah I know there's a TV show coming but that's oh, okay, God. okay. <laughs> well then nothing ever dies there nothing ever no. dies um, except dogs <laughs> hopefully no more of those yeah so. yeah <laughs> Uh, that's kind mm. of all no definitely there's definitely more films <laughs> there's, coming out. there's two films coming out this year <laughs> when's Dark Beings that actually oh yeah I don't know they, they, they you're keep pushing that back because like, super in the X-Men films as are oh, yeah I don't care anymore I think oh, uh, this would be terrible yeah be terrible. I mean I think I'd be vaguely interested if New Mutants ever came out but it would Disney says they're still really? releasing it okay. I would be surprised to be honest, it's probably going to be shit at this point yeah. <laughs> so whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. But weren't the X-Men films always shit, though, really? Yeah, I mean, no, probably. I know they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yep, I think on that note, we'll we'll end it on this. Right. So, for yeah. historian in the future, we are currently at Brexit date, 31st of October. Mm. That could well move next week, yes. or in two months, who knows? <laughs> they could be gone tomorrow. Who knows what horrible mishap will befall them next. Yes. Um, yes. That, that's how we'll do, like, tree rings in the future. Just, like, where was Brexit dated oh, at this yeah. point in time? That's, <laughs> yeah, we'll get rid of the, like, whatever Gregorian calendar, yes. whatever we're at, we're at now. Is that Just the last calendar? Brexit I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah, for listening. I, I've been Richard. I've been Sarah.